Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast. And I have another very special, amazing guest with me here today, which is the amazing Manisha Tare. And she is a somatic healing practitioner for highly sensitive and empathic women, just like me, right? Who have people-pleasing tendencies and want support to prioritize their well-being, set better boundaries, and be less affected by others' emotions and actions. I think that's really big and huge. And through a combination of trauma-informed healing modalities and mentoring, she supports her clients to heal their nervous system so they can confidently ask for what they need and want and desire and feel worthy also of amazing relationships. So I'm super excited about all of this. I think this is probably one of the most important topics to speak on, especially what's going on right now in the world and also in the online industry. So welcome, Minisha. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And of course, just so you guys know, we will also talk a little bit about human design. That's how we connected initially. Like we were like, yeah, what's the last time we talked? And like over a year ago, we had a human design reading, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Time is flying. So one thing I want to ask you in the beginning is like, what is somatic healing? Because you're a somatic healing practitioner. That's a term that's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, also the trauma informed. So I would love for you to elaborate on this a little bit. Yeah, thank you for asking. I think the, the word somatic healing have absolutely exploded recently and embodiment and working with your body. So I th- think that or what I have seen is that somatic healing can look a lot of different ways. And I'll share just a little bit of my background. um, I am trained as an occupational therapist. And initially I worked with children and really worked with kids with developmental issues and really got to know their nervous system. So when I think of somatic healing, I really think about it from this nervous system perspective. And I won't go through my entire history, but along the way somewhere, I studied craniosacral therapy. It's a type of body work and it's an osteopathic technique, but there is a lot of work around the nervous system and bringing our bodies back into homeostasis and more of a balance. And so as I've expanded my work with somatic healing, I no longer do body work, but I still use those principles of helping people tune into their bodies on a deep level 
to support them to, you know, feel into the sensations that come up perhaps when they're anxious or when there's fears or when there's like different things going on or popping up from them. And as they make those connections with the discomfort and stay with them for a little bit longer and are, you know, really held in a more of a healing space, they're able to let some of that go. And I've studied different forms of, you know, energy work and also different kinds of healing. So I, you know, have sort of like a multitude of trainings around somatic work, but I've sort of blended it to make it my own. And the work is done online. And it's really about helping people not only drop into their bodies, but you know, you probably hear the the phrase feel your feelings quite a lot mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I think that can also be a little bit confusing. Like what what does that mean? And for some people it might they might think, oh, it's like talking about my feelings, but really sitting with and being with the discomfort. And I think about it as metabolizing or alchemizing some of those really intense uncomfortable feelings because you then shift the energy of something and you can perceive it in a totally different way. And so that was a mouthful. So I'll pause there, but that's the way that I sort of think about and practice somatic healing and really blend a lot of my different training together. Uh, No, I love that. And that you have created your own unique way. Right. And I think that's for all of us. We we learn all these things. We get certified, we get trained, Mm -hmm. you do it in a way that only you can do. And yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I love this because honestly, from my own journey as well, because I'm just like you, I'm a highly sensitive, empathic, more introverted person. And this this one little nugget that you shared about being with a discomfort, I think you said it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I have to say from my own journey that, and I also now when I work with clients as well, like when we are able to be with the discomfort, that's where really the magic and the breakthroughs happen. Because mm-hmm. I always say what you resist persists and yeah. what you can accept, which is like feeling the feelings. If it's a happy feeling or a sad feeling, all of it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's really, that's when we can change things. That's when we can change the stories. Um, because when I ask you, so it's also like when we keep, not feeling these emotions right we keep suppressing them and and by and nature like emotions have like a, a cycle they need to be felt and mm. what we, what we do is we interrupt it right and then yeah if i suppress anger or sadness and pretend mm-hmm. that's not there and mm-hmm. i keep pretending we 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 have our coping strategies right we sure sugar or we keep ourselves busy and social mm-hmm. media and like, oh, no, i'm fine but not really right Mm-hmm. And then that creates a lot of, of that that overthinking as well because Absolutely. emotions suppressed also create these thoughts, right? Yes, yeah. There are so many things in what you shared that I'm just nodding over here for people. <laughs> you know, you can't see us, but I'm really nodding over here. And you know what I'll say, and I'll be curious to to see what you think of this. But my experience working with so many mostly women, some men also who are highly sensitive, and and of course myself, is that often early on in life, maybe we haven't had the space to fully feel our feelings, or maybe they were minimized, and that means not, and most of the time it's not on purpose, it's just, it's a lot of circumstance. But we, I have found, and this is a bit of a generalization, but I think most people can relate to it, where 
we haven't really been given the space to sort of feel through that cycle and go through that breadth of feeling. And so we've learned along the way that we have to interrupt it or pause it or push it down or ignore it. And then that's be- that becomes a strategy because that's what was accepted. And so then, you know, as, as an adult, when we're experiencing these things and we maybe are having all these internal reactions and we're, we're humans, so we're certainly going to be triggered by different things when we have these reactions, that's what our body remembers. It remembers that like, oh, I could only express it this, this much and I can't go any further and I have to hold it down. Otherwise, someone's going to get upset. I might get yelled at or somebody might not, you know, be available to comfort me. And so that's where the relearning I have found comes from um, around really feeling safe to like complete that cycle, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. And um, and when people are in that safe space, you know, whether it's a practitioner, maybe a therapist, maybe a yoga class, it really can look a lot of different ways. They then in their body somehow then feel, oh, okay, it's okay for me to have this emotion or to have this release or for this anger to look this big. I'm not going to be rejected on the other side of it. And that's really when so much healing happens. And as you said, you know, then the behaviors can change. Our thought patterns change. We realize that we are actually safe, even though it didn't feel that way. And that's sort of what we had internalized as young children. So mm-hmm. that is, that sort of uh, encapsulate kind of the process that I take people through. Yeah, I can definitely, now I'm nodding. <laughs> because I, I, yeah, exactly what you have said. I, I feel that, and I, I, I have talked about this as well. And, you know, in human design, when we talk about this deconditioning, which same. Mm. Yeah, language at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's all about all the, all the gene keys. The, the mm-hmm. You're familiar with that a little bit. Right? I am, yeah, I, yeah. So it's all about, and, and like you say, we as kids, I mean, we are all, it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to be mm-hmm. sad. And we have learned there's something wrong with us if we are not happy, right? And mm-hmm. and, and look, mm-hmm. we learned it from our parents. Our parents didn't know it any better. Sure. They, they probably grew up, like right they were born right after the the world war right i mean mm-hmm. like um and and their parents taught them it's not okay right so and we often tend to like blame our parents but let's have a little bit of grace for them as well yeah absolutely like we have now i feel like such a gift or honor that we live in in 2022 where we mm-hmm. actually have awareness around it and we're starting to learn yeah. like no it's okay actually we have to feel these emotions and i think what is really hard because we're creatures of habit, right? You were describing that right now. Mm. So, like we have the habit of suppressing our emotions. I think all mm-hmm. like, the ones we label negative. Right. And then to break that, it takes time. And that's why I feel like like you as a practitioner comes in or a coach where mm-hmm. a therapist, whatever, you know, people resonate or like a yoga practice, like you say, mm-hmm. so many different ways to start feeling your emotions because we get our subconscious is in this like this is not safe i have never done this before it, right you know, it's the unknown and as we slowly start to practice it and and that for me has been the a mm-hmm. long design has been the biggest game changer mm-hmm. for myself and 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 getting out of the judgment right mm-hmm. yes because so. it takes time i have to be honest myself mm-hmm. like when you have that blah day and you have all these emotions come up and 
you're like I shouldn't feel this way I should be happy mm -hmm. and then, then when we perpetuate the situation and it actually and we suppress it even more and it just I just want to be felt hi hello that's all yeah so yeah yes 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 yeah uh, yeah there's so much I think pressure from the outside and you know, whether it's cultural or societal or just you know the different experiences people have had growing up they're it feels like a confluence and then of course there's early trauma right that can yeah uh, yeah. yeah that can play a role as well so everyone's story in that way or history in that way is different so it can yeah um, and I, and I feel that. like the biggest thing is that it's not that so we feel this uncomfortable feeling but then the other people they can't it's hard for them to also feel it yes can hold the space right exactly and, and that's why I feel like in a mm -hmm. way, we are breaking that cycle for for society. In a way that mm -hmm. we keep educating, and I even think like with the the early on, we do it with the kids, right? Like with my daughter yes. now, like I used to be like, "Wow, oh, stop crying!" Or and and mm -hmm. awareness, it's more like, "It's okay, be mad and let it mm -hmm. out. It's okay, say what you want to say and just feel it." And mm -hmm. and I was like, it, it takes like a minute or so, and then she's fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> wow, this is easier easier than the other way, but we don't know, right? We don't yeah. know, like, oh, if we. I appreciate you saying that so much, and I think even as adults, we think, okay, if I go there, right? If I go to maybe the the dark place or that the the hard place, I have found so often that people share that they're afraid they're going to get stuck there. Mm, yes, and I can really understand that like I, I appreciate that you know that hesitation or that fear because maybe they've experienced like really high anxiety before or depression and they think oh my gosh if I let myself go there I'm gonna be stuck in this place and so I think we, we also have to be mindful and careful mm -hmm. of that too because for some people if they're sort of doing it on their own that could potentially happen right and then you feel like you're in a worse situation and so there is something to be said about coping skills and coping mechanisms that are are really protecting us and, and to honor that and to do it at the the rate and the pace that feels okay for you. And when I work with clients, I talk to them a lot about titrating, you know, sort of like feeling a little bit and you don't have to go all the way there. You can set a timer for five minutes or 10 minutes and you give yourself this space of this is when I'm going to feel all these things. And then when the timer is done, you know, I might take a quick walk or drink some water or kind of, and then I'm going to go on with my day and, mm -hmm. and carry on, you know, because otherwise it can seep into your whole day. It can shift your mood. So I think depending on the person, there's just lots of different ways to look at it and, and think about it and to give people that permission to even have their coping skills right because I certainly have my coping skills and yeah. yeah no that's such a good point because it always brings me back I mean we're talking about slowing down here right so this is all about so your your inner healing journey cannot be rushed basically right no. like there is a it's just like training for a marathon right if you're mm -hmm. not gonna just run 26.2 miles uh, without mm -hmm. starting walk for five minutes like it, yeah. it's slowly progression and I really love that you brought it up and also this thing with that these coping strategies that we have you know I mean first of all it's 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 about having the awareness that we have them like oh okay right. I'm actually doing this because I'm scared to feel this way 
yeah. I don't know what to do with that or I shouldn't feel this way right mm-hmm. and then it's about like okay I have these coping strategies but it's not going to be like I'm going to stop doing it from one day to another it's gradual mm-hmm. like accepting that part of us like Absolutely. hey that that is what I did to protect myself because this was scary and the other thing that came up when you were talking especially like because we are coaches we are in the self-development space like and I, I remember when I first started, like, you know, we read the secret, uh, those mm-hmm. it's all about like, yeah, yeah you got to feel what you want to manifest. So it's really bad if you feel bad, yeah. attract more of it. And mm. I think that actually, you know, as much as I love the concept of it, I think actually it can cause more harm. Mm-hmm. People are scared to feel how they really feel because they're scared to manifest. But really what happens on the back end, because we suppress those emotions, we energy mm-hmm. like more of those because yes. I think the universe always is on our side and is sending us something that triggers us so we can mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. those yucky emotions. Um, yeah, that's why it's this like whole positive thinking kind of thing. Often, cannot I think we have this now this term toxic positivity? Right? Yeah, can you right, talk right. about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that is, it can be very harmful and, and dangerous. And also there's this quality of, you know, if you just think positively, or you think good thoughts, or you like, have good energy, you know, all of these things are going to come. But you know, we live in a world that has a lot of systemic inequalities in it as well. And so it's just not something that you can sort of blanket say, okay, like, let's just think positively. And, you know, there are real issues that people have to navigate every single day. And and not everybody has to navigate the same ones. So that that's one level of it. And then to speak a little bit more to what you're saying, I think what's interesting is that the idea or the thought that the person might have of I have to think positively but in the meantime, ignoring their emotions um, and pushing them down you're really transmitting that through energy, right? So if you're basically sitting on a bunch of emotions that you perceive to be negative, I don't think of them as that. I just think of them as energy and, and movement. And But if you've got, you know, intense anger or guilt or resentment or all of these things that we sort of create, you know, create when we push them down, that's the energy. So if you believe in something like the law of attraction, then you might want to consider that, oh, okay, I've got these like superficial words and thoughts that I'm saying that are quote unquote positive. And I've got all of these under other things that I'm not addressing or ignoring. And so that's the energy, the combination of all of that is the energy that's going out into the world and then like bringing you back whatever circumstances or maybe not circumstances, but perhaps relationships I often talk about relationships being that mirror for us, um, just to look inside. And and it's not that we're attracting somebody that I know a lot of times I'm going to go off on a super quick tangent, but I, I've heard a lot that, you know, people will say like, well, the person's just showing you something that you have inside of you. And I don't always necessarily agree with that. I do think sometimes if you're having a challenge in a relationship, there's something inside of you that, you know, can maybe match what's going on. But sometimes I think it's also to learn a lesson, like, because I work with a lot of people who are, you know, self-identified people pleasers, wherever they are in the range, right? It can be wherever on the range. Um, they, 
they, they might be getting that person into their life or sort of quote unquote, attracting that person into their life because they really have to learn how to put themselves first or feel safer to prioritize themselves. You know, it's not because if this other person's asking a ton of them or behaving in a selfish manner that that's, that's who they are. No, it's more like, oh, okay, I really have to so look at this. Maybe this is a little bit of a of, of an opportunity for me to say, wow, can I put myself first and can I work through some of that guilt that maybe I have for doing that because I've been conditioned to always put someone else first because I was told it was selfish or that I'm not a good person if I don't or all of these things that get put on us. And then again, if you've had some kind of early, early trauma or early experience that might be layered on top of it. So I just gave you a whole, whole lot there in response. I, I love it because I can share from my own experience. Like I used to be the biggest people pleaser and in, in human design. So I have a completely open solar plexus, like it's mm-hmm. undefined, which is like, like super people pleasing tendencies when you're not aware of it, right? Because you want to avoid feeling anything. So like, um, let me just say yes to everything because this is just really uncomfortable because I can empathize people's emotions as well. Yes. And I have definitely attracted um, like people with very narcissistic tendencies into my life. And I think Mm -hmm. there's books written about it, the empath. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the whole thing, right? And Mm. I have to agree with you that you know, because we can fall into like, why did this happen to me? But no, mm. to learn to freaking stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had to learn it. Like, it, it was a little bit of a shocking experience. I have to be mm. honest, and, and, and rough and tough and all of mm-hmm. that. But in the now in hindsight, it was the biggest gift ever, because it really has helped me to so clearly see it and, and really step mm-hmm. into my own power, speak mm-hmm. up for myself, have confidence. And especially in the coaching industry, if if some people are going to ask me, like, what's your biggest secret? You know, one of the things has definitely been to let go of the people pleasing and really speak my truth unapologetically and move through the discomfort of the fear of rejection. I mean, that's a huge one for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think as human beings, we want to belong right? We want to feel connected. And I would also say that for people who are highly sensitive, again, a bit of a generalization, but I imagine many people would resonate. That sense of connection is so powerful. And we want a deep sense of connection, right? Especially if we're also introverted, or they're just like a different quality. I think we're, we're looking for that. uh, Yeah, just that interaction that feels like there's a depth to it and there's um there's something uh yeah more connected I, I can't quite think of a different word but that just feels like such a powerful way that we want to feel and so I think the people pleasing also can sneak in because if we want connection then we feel like we have to mm-hmm. say yes right and so yeah. it just like perpetuates that cycle and it's so it's not necessarily about not wanting to connect or or releasing that desire for connection but as we start to refine, I think, our interactions with certain people, then I think we really have the opportunity to connect deeply with the people who also want that in a very sincere and genuine way and who are going to give as much as they receive and sort of like have that balance. Because I would imagine um, I certainly have had these experiences where 
you know, you feel like you're in relationships that are very one-sided yeah. and after a while that just, it just really doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like it's oh, just, it just I agree doesn't. Yeah. Cause if it's, I have learned that in the past when I used to, yeah, just say yes to something, even though I wanted to say no to something to, to be liked, to belong. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, it felt more comfortable in the moment, but in the long mm. it, it turned into nothing nice. Right. Yes. The energy yeah. or toxic people, like like just yeah. something that's aligned in any way or form. And then yeah. the other way around, when I found the courage to move through the discomfort where I said no to something or, mm-hmm. you know, it's uncomfortable in the moment. Oh, but then the magic happens. You attract the most aligned people mm-hmm. and things. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, allowing yourself to feel the discomfort, going back to what you said very early mm-hmm. on in the beginning oh my gosh that is probably the biggest secret to success especially mm-hmm. as a, and and the other thing I want to say being a highly sensitive person I have I have come to a place of actually owning it and seeing it as my superpower Absolutely. because we get in oh you're highly sensitive I'm like mm-hmm. I, because I I can feel it all and and it's so like I mean I can smell if a person is has good intentions or not and mm-hmm. now I'm like I just know, like, don't screw around with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know when people are fake, I can, I can feel it all. Like, mm-hmm. so in that sense, I have really started to appreciate, but, but also, I mean, it definitely was a very big learning curve and it was quite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a long time as well. Yeah, no, I can really resonate with that. And, and I just want to add one, one more thing to that is that I I have also had the experience of when I have, you know, either said no or set the boundary or, or really understood what I needed and expressed that certain people will hear me and get that. And our relationship dynamic will actually shift and get better. And there's other people that won't be able to hear it. And then the relationship will fall away. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I, I think that people think, well, if I set a boundary and I say no, then that's going to be the end of a relationship. And that can be very scary, of course, depending on who that person is and who they are in your life and all of these things. But I just want to put out there that it doesn't at all have to be that way. Because if that person's also in a place to hear you, and maybe it won't even be in that moment that they hear you, but it could be a few months down the line, or even a year down the line of, mm-hmm. of really hearing that and getting Oh, okay. And so there, there's so much possibility for like repair and healing or really just shifting the mm-hmm. relationship dynamic because we both contrib both parties have contributed to it, right? Whether or not we want to maybe admit how much we've contributed to it. That's a whole probably different podcast or a whole yeah. another episode. But we have, you know, and so when we can then take ownership and start to shift it then there's real possibility for change. It doesn't have to be over. Yeah, I love that you say that because, um, again, sharing my own experience, I think that's always the most helpful, right? Um, Is that I have noticed that, so when you start to say, to speak your truth, to set boundaries, and even though you have this fear, oh, the person doesn't want to be friends anymore, or I'm going to lose them if I speak my truth, then usually what happens exactly, like you say, either they are, if they're meant, I feel like if they're meant to be in my life, you know, because mm-hmm. we have also these karmic connections and certain people are meant mm. to be in my life, these people will stay, you know, yes. and they actually start to have more respect for us. And mm-hmm. I also have learned that because when you start to speak your truth, 
they get inspired to do it as well. Mm -hmm. you know? yes. And then the people that don't respect, or if, if you no longer do the people pleasing and they don't mm -hmm. do that because you're not like doing their thing anymore and mm -hmm. over caring, over nurturing whatsoever, then they will fall off because they're really not meant to be. So it's it's like energetically opening up the space to actually call in more aligned people yes. into your life. Yeah. Now it's not easy, but I, I feel like that's where your work, the work that you do mm -hmm. is helpful. Um, and then your subconscious starts to learn it's actually safe to speak your truth. It's safe to yes. set boundaries and like actually good stuff happens. It's safe mm -hmm. to be uncomfortable in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And and the thing that I, I want to add there for um just for people to maybe understand a little bit or wrap their minds around the difference between talking through something and feeling through something mm -hmm. is that a lot of times we will, many people know, like when, if they, they're, they're listening to this, they might say, well, well, I know that I should say no to this, or I know that this maybe isn't so good for me or, and they've talked it through and maybe they even understand their dynamic or they've done a lot of therapy and they know maybe some of their early childhood wounds and what they're working with and like all of these things. But that understanding, if it hasn't changed your behavior, then this is where the feeling through the discomfort really can, that can allow you to feel safe to change it. Because with the talking, you're still working with the, with our, with the mind, you're working on like one level, like the mental level or the cognitive level. But when you drop into your body, you really have access to the subconscious in a different way. So feeling your way through it, it um, really struck me when you said that about the shift and being able to make that change, you know, because I think that sometimes people will, will maybe assume that, oh, well, I have to think this decision through every single time and go through this like discomfort every single time. And it might be uncomfortable the first two times or the first five times or the first 10 times even, but it will absolutely change. And you won't even think twice at some point um, when you're saying no, or you're choosing yourself first, or you're just saying like, oh yeah, I can help you, but tomorrow, you know, that's as simple as that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, so. and I love this because now I feel like we're making a beautiful transition into human design. Mm, okay. Because so we are both manifesting generators, right? Yes, yes. And you are a one three manager with emotional authority, mm -hmm. and I'm a two four sacral manifesting generator. So for us, it's like let's say we are being asked, "Oh, Annalena, Manisha, you you want to do this, or you want to help me paint the house, right?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> or something. And like for us as a manifesting generator, we have that sacral. It's that gut feeling where you feel like this uh huh for you i think it's a clear yes you have that mm -hmm. the 34 20 channel right um, yeah uh yes i think so you'll you'll yeah. know better i always right. forget the yeah you do I, i'm actually just <laughs> okay. this one. so um and if, if in your gut you you feel like it's a yes then go about mm -hmm. means go say a yes but if your gut is kind of like you know mm -hmm. people know it People will know it. It's like mm -hmm. a contracting feeling. Or even once you start to hesitate, just the hesitation mm. back into your head. So it's always like, what's your gut telling you? And your gut, the response that it gives you most of the time is not logical. Mm. Oh, I should help this person. But mm -hmm. 
Like, mm-hmm. why am I saying no to this? Right? That doesn't make any kind of sense. And mm. and later on, like once we when we say yes to things that our gut said no to, then usually I think I don't want to say hundred percent, but from my experience, actually yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Every mm-hmm. every time when I override my gut, then oh, I'm doing somebody a favor or I'm doing something mm-hmm. nice, then oh, I did it wrong, and then it turns into a disagreement or something like that. And it's like, oh, I wish I would have trusted to my gut, you know? And and that's why I feel, so human design is so beautiful, right? It gives us this tool to learn how mm-hmm. to decisions, but here's the but. That's why I'm so passionate about deconditioning and the work that you do mm-hmm. is if you, you have the sacral yes response, uh-huh, but you're not trusting that and you're still doing mm-hmm. as human design yeah. is, honest to god not gonna give you much it's kind of mm-hmm. information nice to know but it's not gonna give you a transformation mm-hmm. like human design and this work you do right you get into the emotions and you release that you know letting go of the people pleasing tendencies and setting boundaries speaking your truth and doing what feels right in your gut that's when the magic unfolds mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a beautiful complementary system. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. How how was it for you when you mm-hmm. learned about your human design and mm-hmm. in particular the that you have emotional authority? I would love to hear from you a little bit how mm-hmm. how that experience was for you. Yeah, you know, it's I I have found human design. I love all of these different systems, um, and so I was super curious. And the emotional authority piece is something I think I still work with because as you mentioned, I do have that initial sort of reaction or, or sensation of, of what I want to do. And I, I think was used to going on that so easily. And so when I learned about the emotional authority and that wave, it's really given me a lot of permission to not necessarily give an answer right away. And as a recovering people pleaser, that could be hard, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, yeah. Not, to not give an answer right away to make someone wait to, to think, oh my gosh, am I uh, making someone uncomfortable or putting them out in some way or making them wait or all of these things. So it's like, that's like the mental part of it. Then I think um, landing in that, actually, this is going to help me make the best ultimate decision for me and my energy is, is, also something that helps you kind of work through that discomfort and it doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore but certainly at the beginning I was like oh my gosh like how can I say this or you know someone will be like disappointed and 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 as you said I don't actually I think I might have an open solar plexus so I can't recall but I definitely can feel when somebody else is feeling anxious and I think for a long time that would make me want to respond to them quickly because I almost felt like this need to like help them feel calmer yeah. and being with discomfort um, just like as a slight aside is like it's not only for ourselves but I think it's so helpful to learn that skill because then we can sit with somebody else's discomfort and certainly as a practitioner I, I do that because people are coming because something's doesn't feel good right so that's what you're doing but in my own personal life when I can sense that somebody is uncomfortable and I you would have this desire to like want to quote unquote fix it right that was my issue to deal with like that has nothing to do with them like it was my issue to deal with to like sit with that 
yeah, yeah. The emotional piece yeah. and move through it. And just to answer your, or your what you were saying about the your solar plexus is defined. However, your spleen is undefined, which oh, is, that's you, you you can feel other people's sense of how, how they feel their well being. Mm. The G center and the will center undefined. So, I personally believe that, and even if you have some gaze on the solar plexus undefined, you can amplify that from other people. So it is not this black or white, like mm. oh, only people that have the solar plexus undefined, they're empath or they can feel others. I have really mm. any kind of openness and we all have undefined elements in the chart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, even people that have all the nine centers defined, they still have gates undefined and those oh, energies, interesting. They, can, they can also feel um, and amplify. And another thing I want to add, I was just looking at your chart and you have the 59 gate 59 in your um, mercury and that's what we're here to talk about that's all about sustainable relationships were you aware of that i would just i was not aware of that no it's just so beautiful to also kind of showcase when people are really living in alignment because that is who you are that's what you're meant to be talking about and that's what you're doing so because you're really like mainly working with relationships right with people Absolutely. Yeah. All across the board. I mean, when we do that inner work of like healing those early experiences, that really is when our relationship can be so good, right? Because we're operating from this more solid place of knowing ourselves and trusting ourselves. And there's so much drama, I think, otherwise, and we don't have that. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Um, It's so beautiful. And then how is this whole concept of slowing down an element mm. of your own success and also the work that you do? Yeah, that I, I love the name of your podcast. And, and I think that that's uh, such a strong element in somatic work because you absolutely have to slow down in order to like feel the sensations, to feel the emotions, to notice what your automatic habitual reactions are and when you slow that down you can really start to see that and then like create the spaces to shift that you know from that mental perspective but also from this body perspective um i've also taught yin yoga for a long time and i haven't kind of in the last couple years but i you know taught for a long time and you know that is literally you know, so for people who don't know, yin yoga is a floor-based practice. You are primarily holding poses for about three to five minutes, and you're really working with the fascia and not necessarily the muscles. And so that slowing down also allows you to to feel what's happening internally and create um, a real shift in your energy. And so I think that I, you know, professionally gravitated towards all of these things, but really because I needed them so desperately myself um and in terms of my own work and success I, I i do feel that my ability to to do that and to continue like i'm a constant student constant learning around this allows me to make better decisions mm-hmm. and because i'm a manifesting generator and you can correct me if i'm wrong but this is my understanding of it like i tend to want to do everything and mm-hmm. i will just like go I mean I've always always had multiple things going on at the same time and so that feels so counterintuitive to the slowing down part um but as I know have understood that and appreciated that about myself 
I've actually incorporated intentionally slowing down and I, I have an idea and I write it down and I wait, like I wait on it. You know, I don't implement it right away because I will get very excited and do something nonstop for two days. And the third day, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, helps me, per, you know, prevented me from wasting more time. So yeah. there's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now I really feel this whole concept of slowing down is probably, I think it's for all of us. Right. But especially for the manifesting generator. Mm. And for me, like growing up, it was always a topic. I ate too fast. I walked too fast. I mean, everything I was doing was fast. And like, we are really fast. But I have Mm -hmm. found that when we do consciously slow down and not jump on those things right away, Mm -hmm. because sometimes all these things we want to do the next day is like, uh, did I really want to do this? Mm -hmm. And and we have a tendency, like we're probably the most indecisive of all, like we change our Mm -hmm. minds. Um, that's why it's so powerful. And and honestly, if you have emotional authority or not, because the manifesting generally, our sacral response, and then we have this envisioning phase where we kind of want to like, let me dip my toes into it. And then like, Mm. "Ah, maybe not really. And then, and sometimes it can take weeks or months actually. Mm -hmm. Just to give you an example, I I was having a membership. Um, It's called Bloom, the membership. And Mm -hmm. um, it's still alive. And I, I have been informing people, but um, it over the last several months, like I have been playing with the idea of letting it go, but I didn't. Mm. But it was just in the last few days that finally it was super clear. Mm. It's time for me to let go of it. And mm-hmm. we tend to like go back and forth a little bit oftentimes also with that. So yeah, slowing down, um, it's really... Mm. And, and then what happens, we slow down, and then we get these really amazing epiphanies, these even more amazing things come to us that mm. we can respond to. And then we literally, we do quantum leap. But quantum leap doesn't mm-hmm. happen from rushing and forcing, right? That's actually yeah. slowing down. And mm-hmm. we consciously make that choice to be more present. It all goes back to being more present, right? Being in the moment. Absolutely, yeah. That's when we then all of a sudden can see and receive and the magic really unfolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what I also hear you you say in that with the with your membership example is that as you took the time to really get there, like you can feel so confident in that decision mm-hmm. to release it. Like there's not gonna be this back and forth of like, oh, I don't know, should I have done that? And yeah. so it, it feels like it, it allows us to also have more confidence in our choices. Definitely. When we do slow yeah. down and because it's really my my I was able to really finally get into my sequel and my mm. sequel sleeping. It's like, okay, I'm not, it's okay. I trust you. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it is time to let go. Definitely. And I used to, I used to beat myself up almost my entire life. Like, oh, I can't make mm. up my mind. I can't make decisions. Mm. That was my biggest challenge. Even mm. I read a whole book about, uh, yeah, being a better decision maker and then mm-hmm. when design came I was like oh my god thank you <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah you know there's so many things out there and well-meaning I think on like productivity hacks and how to think yeah. better and how to do better and how to do more and how to, and I you know I, I can get on board with some of those things certainly but I do think things like human design and for me also different parts of astrology have just given me real a lot of permission to really just be 
who I am and if it's, it's okay if it if I'm like indecisive and I, I take a bit of time but learning this the this thing of oh I actually am supposed to slow down and really let this emotion move through me and then come to this joy it's like that's like that's also so permission giving Mm-hmm. in so many ways yeah so, and a very yeah. grounding because mm-hmm. I tend to get really up in my head from so many of the other tools mm-hmm. like, I should be doing this and I mm-hmm. always come back to my human design jinkies how do I feel and then all this like logical stuff it just appears right the things mm-hmm. what gap, and it's never the way we think it's so it's so yeah that yeah. trust takes time though. And, and you know, to be perfectly yeah. transparent, it's like, I still work with that. Sometimes I do just want to make the choice and move forward because it, it appears to be, you know, the quote unquote right thing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think it is a journey to, to get to that place where you can trust more and more and, and be kind of in the unknown for a little bit longer mm-hmm. and knowing that, okay, yep, I'm sitting in the unknown and I think I should do this thing, but ah, discomfort, can I be with the discomfort and, and really trust that the answer is, is going to come to me or the right thing will come to me. I love that. So I think that's a very powerful um, way to finish this to mm. what just saying, right? So you to trust the unknown and let it come to you. I think that is such a powerful mm. concept. And Manisha, I would love to hear from you. Like, how can people reach out to you? How can they work with you? Thank you. Yeah. So I have a couple of ways to work with me. Currently, I'm offering a um, an intensive session called Release. And it really is about uh, moving through a somatic healing session together. And if you have those people-pleasing tendencies or overgiving tendencies, it's moving through a somatic practice to help you get to like the root or the origin of why that might be happening and then helping you to alchemize some of that. So that's um, someone, the way someone can work with me one-on-one, but I have this amazing um, course out right now. It's a free course. It's called Boundaries for a Better Relationship and it's three days. It's audio and it really takes you through. If, if you are somebody who identifies as like oh, it's really hard to put my needs first, or, or actually, I don't really even know what I need because I'm so used to focusing on everybody else. It takes you through these three-day practice where you get to identify your needs, you get to go through somatic healing practice, and then you get to go through an exercise where you can really start to envision what your life would look like on the other side of people-pleasing. So that is currently free. It's on my website. It's manishatari.com, or you can find me on Instagram at manishatari, but it will probably become paid little later in September so if you're hearing this in in August or even early September definitely go grab that it's going to turn into a paid course um or I'd love to support you in other ways so feel free to just reach out on on Instagram and happy to chat yeah I love that and I really encourage all the listeners you know if you feel this pull in your body like I always say follow your human design Mm. your stakeholder your spleen or whatever if you really feel called to you know work with Manisha really like uh, get in contact with her reach out and her her, her work is really really life-changing and and then especially mm-hmm. if you are because most of my listeners are love human design so I always say this like the deconditioning the inner healing work the somatic mm-hmm. is that missing piece right because so many people with human design they get into all the information and they've done it for years and years but they're stuck in their head and trying to figure it out how can I 
you know, live the highest expression of the gate. Well, gotta dive into the shadow and feel mm -hmm. it. So, no shortcut. Mm -hmm. So, and we as manifesting generous, we're here to provide shortcuts. So this is the short is to feel it all. Ah, oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, well said about diving into the shadow. And I love the piece about the shortcuts too. And yeah, for her, 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 her. we've gone through all of well, the one three lines. Yeah. <laughs> Those lines have really gotten me over the years. But as someone who's experienced all the things, yes, I am more than happy to provide you the shortcuts so you don't have yeah, to go yeah. through it. <laughs> and and it's so much easier when you have guidance from a person because you know, like you were saying, you, you have gone through all these things yourself. You're walking your talk, mm -hmm. and I especially feel with this work we do. We can only take our clients as far as we take ourselves. And yeah, that's absolutely. why, yeah, you, you can do these things yourself. But if you feel deep inside, maybe it's time for me to get a little bit support from a person that has been there. Mm -hmm. They can really accelerate your journey in a big time yeah. and avoid you a lot of more frustration because other generator types we get so frustrated when that's it doesn't right. go quick enough or we get stuck yeah. that's a habit to to really build to feel your emotions and that's i really believe one of the biggest gifts we can give not only ourselves but all of humanity mm. our children beautiful yeah oh my gosh the intergenerational ripple effect is massive yeah. thank you so much for yeah. saying that it's and, really incredible you know, even our ancestors, right? Because we're all energetically. 100%. So we'll leave you with that. Manisha, mm. that's an honor to have you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And thank you listeners for being here. Um, we love you. And yeah, can't wait to be with you on the next episode. And make sure you grab those amazing uh, links that I'm dropping in the show notes, how you can reach out to Manisha and grab some of her amazing freebies. <laughs> or even if they're paid when you listen to it, I highly encourage you to do it <laughs> also. Thank we'll you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.